Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Friday, January 28th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Why, hello there, John. Why? Isn't that the question? Why, hello? Why not goodbye? Let me ask you a quick question before we get into all the wonderful things we'll be discussing today. Yes. Um, Is it indeed snowing where you are? Oh, uh, not yet. It's supposed to do some today. Hasn't started. Well, get right ready now. for either later today or tomorrow because we yep. are always your ghost of, of Christmas future here. We get it a day before, and uh, man, we're, I don't think anybody had predicted this much, but we're getting hit. I mean, oh, crazy, yours is a different maybe, storm, though. That that may be a different uh, storm. We've got this thing that's that's off the Atlantic, and depending how far off the Atlantic it, into the ocean it gets, we won't get any. And if it veers left, we get some a lot. Boston's getting one to three feet. We're only getting a few inches. Yeah, it's a whole. Okay, so maybe it's, it's different. Maybe it's yeah, yeah, but no, Chicago got snow too. I think you've got the Chicago snow. Is my guess it. Now, having said that, it's probably the it could be the fringes of this whole thing, but it's it's actually coming it could from be, the south. Usually, there, there are things that come up south, you know, that yeah. come up from south. There are things in that. But in general, this is, we all know with yeah. the jet stream, things go west to east. And, yes. and Cincinnati, we're a little yeah. bit south. I would say we're probably like on a north-south parallel. We're with Richmond. We're a little bit south of you, but not that far. Like, like Columbus, which is only an hour and a half north of here, is di- almost directly yeah. uh, on the same parallel as uh, as DC is. So you often right. will get after us what we've had. Yes. Is what it so, well, let me tell folks. So today, a little bit of a potpourri day, because there were lots of fun, outrageous issues. Hot issues. curry, if you will. Hot, what? Hot curry? I said potpourri, if oh, you will. Oh, potpourri. I thought you said hot curry. Yeah, we got hot no. curry issues. Hot curry, yummy, but no, I wasn't talking about that. Um, I like mild curry. I do like curry, but mild. Um, so among the topics, we're going to start with uh, Dan Bongino, big right-wing lunatic Fox News guy getting banned from YouTube, Megan McCain uh, going after Biden, uh, Daily Beast exclusive from Roger Solenberger there, who's very good, more bad news for Matt Gates, the crazy far-right Republican, a uh, little bit on Chuck Grassley being crazy, maybe some DiFi, and then some Tucker Carlson, because guess what, folks? A lot of top advertisers, they may have left Tucker Carlson's show, but they're back. So I'm going to... John, folks, did yeoman's work here, if I can yep. say that, and did the did some investigating, which is why you should read Cyber Disobedience, a sub-stack letter, and join go. so that John can make a living giving you the type of information you need there you to go. defend your country and protect yourself. There I need you to, like, I think I'm going to save that and make that my little... <laughs> My little you should, spot. I should be your, you should quote me, okay? <laughs> Seriously, no, that's a good little, yeah. Cliff Schechter says, Hey guys, it's John. Just a quick break to ask you to please consider subscribing to our podcast if you aren't already. And if you really want to be a mensch, or the female version of mensch, whatever that is, maybe it's both, I don't know. Uh, Cliff would know. Maybe you could even subscribe and be a paid subscriber to our podcast, which would be totally cool. So go over to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast. That's unprecedented with an S like president. And uh, you can subscribe for as little as five bucks a month. You could really help us out and uh, be a strong supporter of our community. Thanks so much for listening. Here's the rest of the show. So, yes. So let's let's start with Bongino. So Cliff actually was the one who saw this story. I only saw it vaguely. I didn't know the details. Uh, Tell people who Dan Bongino is first, Cliff, and then what happened. So Dan Bongino is actually a lot of things. As you may know, he's a professional dick. Um, 
he's you know he is as he's one of the bigger trolls to exist on any social media platform with like a vicious temper he is an angry the dude needs and, and i don't see this to, i just don't say this disparaging anybody with mental health issues but he very much needs to sit down with a therapist for a long time and probably some 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 other drugs like thorazine or something of that nature but i digress so he's i mean basically what so let me let me say first what happened what happened mm. was he got banned from you not a shock uh he tends to wear out his welcome wherever he goes and gets kicked off what was one of the other ones i think he's, he's fighting with his radio i think it's salem radio the crazy christian radio station because even the crazy christian radio people like to make money mm. and they've required vaccines of all of their right. uh of all of their radio personalities and he won't get one so he's oh he's right been, so he's been right. fighting with them he's just a he's he's, he's again what the Republican Party attracts these days, a disordered personality who just likes to fight over everything. OK, um, and so he put out disinformation that won't shock you either, because that's what he is. He's a font of disinformation, whether it's January 6th or COVID or anything else. He did that on YouTube, his YouTube channel. Um, and I think it, I don't remember YouTube's exact system, but they once or twice or whatever, they decide to suspend you if you do it, uh, you know, however many times they suspended him. Um, and the rules during suspension, which they make pretty clear. Uh, are that if you continue to post through a different account or anywhere else, then you will be banned for life. In other and, words, in other words, you try to get around the suspension by using correct. a different account. Yeah, correct. He was not, you know, but they said, you know, again, this is all stuff that we learned. we like in recess when we were children. This is why, like, it, there, there's the leaders of the Republican Party seem to, to many of them suffer from sort of an aggressive form of antisocial personality disorder because they can't seem to ever take a vaccine. They tell you to take a vaccine. No, I won't. You know, they tell you to do this. No, no, I won't listen. YouTube said to the guy, these are our rules. You're right. suspended. You can't do this. He went and did it. And then they followed their rules and banned him. So now, right. you know, it's, oh, my God, they're taking away his free speech. And, you know, the, the entire brigade of far right Glenn Greenwald, you know, uh, other Tucker probably and all those kinds of personalities are just all upset because, you know. Or how can we live with uh, a world without Dan Bongino on YouTube? Yeah. I'll tell you quickly a funny story because this is how I know what Dan, Dan Bongino is. You know, most of the time, like, you take some shots at somebody on Twitter if you think they're ridiculous. They, they may answer you once. They may not answer you at all. You know, people come after me. I've had, you know, gotten in debates. If you, that's the nice way of putting it with some of these guys. But I remember I was walking around. I was actually with my family. It was a couple of years ago in, in Vegas. We were going to see a show or something. I don't even remember. We're walking around. And I just sort of... You know, on my phone, threw out some tweet just mocking Dan Bongino because he's being an idiot. Dude came right back at me, and like he gets into it. You loser! This he's calling you all sorts of names, and I think I mocked him again. Then he blocked me. But what, but right. you, this is where you can tell when somebody has rage issues is that he what he's doing is he blocks you because he wants you to think like oh I got you. But then what he's doing kind of like he did to YouTube, he's got other accounts, so he's still watching what you're tweeting, and he wants you to know that that he's he's not going to just let you get away with it. So then he unblocks you to come insult you and then blocks you again. And he did that like three or four times. And I've heard from Bob Seska and other people, this is a recurring pattern with him. He's not well. Um, right. the, I would say the only other issue it brings to mind whenever this stuff happens is um, our vetting policies of the federal government, because this man was a, was a Secret Service agent. That's the screwed up thing. Yeah. Right. Whenever people are, have too much, I mean, I'm a, a believer in institutions and all that, but whenever people believe, have too much reverence and sort of say, well, they're a cop, they must be good. Or military. Uh, right, or military. Yeah. I like to point out that, that Dan Bongino was in the Secret Service and Louis Gohmert was a judge. 
So knowing those two things, if you ever think that, that yeah. judges uh, and Secret Service and, and police of any sort uh, cannot make mistakes and cannot and be Michael crazy Flynn people. Michael Flynn was a general exactly. of all freaking things. Exactly. No, Actually, is, worse than that, he was the head of the defense intelligence. I know. I know. You know so Obama anyway, thankfully so, pushed him out, but he was there. Yep. So, um, yeah. So bye-bye. Um, yeah, no, he was a Secret Service agent and then bye-bye, claimed – I was just reading about this too. So he's, uh, he, this is sort of a common thing for Republican secret service agents. One of them did it against Clinton. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember oh, who that yeah, guy I remember was. That. Remember the one who was like, I brought the women to him. I can't remember the name anymore. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, so one of them did it going after Bill Clinton. And then this one was with the Bush white house and then Obama up until 2011 or so. And a bunch of secret service agents spoke out because they were pissed because Bongino was like, I was in the most important meetings. I heard everything. And they said, we never, sit in on important meetings we are always outside we because right. we are never ever in the room so they got pissed that he was basically using the secret service to try to help himself politically well, i will it's I, this right wing grift culture since yeah. the 90s i don't mean to interrupt but yeah. sort of that's yeah. the broader yeah. theme here is that yeah. people in positions of law enforcement realize at some point as others do that if they just yeah. want the easy gravy train of showing up at you know getting paid 10 to 100,000 depending on how important you are in appearance and right wing conferences book deals where, where people will mass buy your books, a show, you know, a, stu- a radio show on one of these ridiculous channels, maybe a Fox contributorship, all these ways to get wealthy, all it takes is selling your soul. And some of them are just evil people that are pretty happy yeah. to do that. Now, one last point I want to say, and then let's move on because we got a lot of other topics, but is that in 2004, he was living in Maryland, now moved down to Florida, of course, because where else do you move um, if you're him? 2014, he ran for uh, Congress from Maryland Against John Delaney, Delaney got forty nine point seven percent. Bongino got forty eight point two. Yeah, he almost. Wow. Uh, let me put I it this way: he, yeah. he actually ran. I don't know. I, I'd love to look back at his campaign back then though, to see if he ran in that district or I had to run as a moderate and pretend that he was something that he wasn't because yeah. he, you know, he wasn't as public with all this garbage, so it oh, wasn't like, you know. But but I, I made fun of him. I think I made fun of him for that, and I think that's what set him off with the when yeah. I was tweeting at him because he can't yeah. stand if you mock him. He ran for Congress three times and lost all three of them. He ran in Florida too. Yes, he, he correct. In Florida, he did even worse. Yeah, he's run a couple different times and he's yeah. never won. Yeah, uh, he, he's sort of. He like couldn't the, even win. He was last in the primary in Florida. <laughs> I mean, he really didn't. He almost won in Maryland, and then two years later, really yeah. bad in Florida. So At the risk can't of, win in Florida, of, you know. uh, uh, pissing off certain people. I don't care. I'm just going to say it. He, he's he, in terms of running and in elections and losing, mm. he's the Nina Turner of the Republican Party. Yeah. He just yeah. runs and runs and then and never wins. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> um let's let's move on because the uh the next story, really interesting from Roger Sullenberger from the Daily Beast, really good reporter, good guy. Roger, I'll I'll read the uh the the tweet from the Daily Beast exclusive. On September 4th, 2017, according to his confession, Joel Greenberg, Joel Greenberg, let's just remind people here. Joel Greenberg is Matt Gates's old friend, Matt Gates, Florida Republican congressman, part of the Looney Tunes Trump posse, along with Marjorie Taylor Greene, Boebert, right? So he's one of them, one of the Looney Tunes Trump people. You're saying that as if you know, like there's only about, I mean, I'm laughing. because No, but he's, he's the super duper. Like, you know, 30 years ago, you'd be like, He's part of the Bob Doring group, those crazy six backbenchers that yell insane things about Clinton having visited the Kremlin. But now that group is like now they're mainstream. The of their yeah. caucus. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's um yeah, so he's so he's that uh, Madison Cawthorn's part of their gang. 
he was accused or not accused. He's been he's being investigated by the FBI for allegations of child sex trafficking and obstruction of justice. So Joel Greenberg, his buddy, turned state's evidence. Uh, I, did Greenberg get immunity? I think he did. He got a deal. He must have. Um, he got some sort of a deal. I don't know if it was immunity. Yeah, he got some kind of up, deal. But... So Greenberg says that he called Matt Gates with some bad news. This is a couple of years ago. And says, now Greenberg is saying this, Greenberg told him that a teen they paid to have sex with was underage. So that's the first thing in his confession. So so Greenberg's confession claims, A, that both of them paid a teenage girl to have sex with them. And now uh, Greenberg is saying that he also told Gates that he found out the girl was underage, so Gates knew. The additional point now is that Daily Beast has found a a witness who can confirm the details of the call because he was there. Now, this does not prove they had sex, that they paid for sex. This does not prove that the girl was underage. It does help prove that, and maybe prove, you might even say, that Greenberg did call Gates and say, we had sex with this under with this teenage girl. We paid her and she was underage. And the question then becomes, and I don't know what the answer is, what the wit now I'm thinking the witness was on the Greenberg side because he heard Greenberg. I'm curious if you could have heard the gate side. What what are you talking about? What girl? We didn't sleep with a girl, right? Like we didn't pay a girl. So very interesting, but it honestly, this is sounding worse and worse for Gates. Unless he gets off on a technicality, this is not good. But it's great. I mean, I mean again, <laughs> you know, I, I am not um of the federal law enforcement uh variety. I don't know all the details. I do know as somebody who, you know, has but watched a lot know. of has watched a lot of law and order. Um I can't. But in general, if you pay attention to any of this stuff, I may have to stop because John's singing a tune. So would you like to No, I was doing dun dun. That was law and order. I'm just I'm just having fun. Um dun, dun. Uh, basically, you know, when 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 you've got people corroborating stories that somebody knew that that you know that uh, they were having sex with somebody underage, um, see, you know, Epstein and I don't know even I'll never know how to pronounce her first name. Jelaine, is it Gislaine? Gislaine? Guslaine? Maxwell? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It ne- it doesn't tend to turn out well for them when when they go to to trial. Um, so. You know, it ain't looking good for 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 Mister Mister Gates, and um, uh, I can't say that I have a whole lot of sympathy because he's an evil, awful. You know, he's one of the worst of the worst, and that's saying something these days. Yep. Can what I do somebody? Somebody just tweeted this up. Uh, uh, oh, gay, gay New York City Council member Eric Botcher, who I was not familiar with. I'm going to follow him because he's funny and gay. Um, he gay. he just tweeted this morning. Quote. By replacing your morning coffee with green tea, you can lose up to 87% of what little joy you still have left in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I see people like telling people to, to make that. I'm like, there's all sorts of things that I could replace, you know, like, uh, and it would probably ruin my life. So, That's which, really by the funny. way, I'm telling folks not to. I had <laughs> one time, and then, then we'll get back to our stuff, but maybe mm. if there's anybody else out there, I can help with this. There was a time where I used to drink. I want to say probably in you know for about maybe nearly a decade, hmm. Um, hmm. five to six diet cokes a day during. Ooh, wow! Awful. Oh, during the yeah. day. Ooh, yeah. Wow. That was my caffeine, you know, right. source. Um, and I am now, you know, and there are people who always go cold turkey with certain things. I decided the responsible thing was to make it a treat. Oof. So now I have two to three a week. 
Well, and, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. And my life's a lot better. I have it as yeah. a treatment. I go to a restaurant. I don't have it in the home. Yeah. Um, you know. And you like, so, would you have coffee in the morning too? For a while there, I wasn't. Um, and that was the problem. I got back to drinking coffee. Yeah. Okay. But I'd have to go further into, to, you know, uh, the fact that I had Graves' disease at one point. There were related issues, and I don't want to go through the whole fucking thing. But yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. there You're were an addict. You're an addict. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, it's true. I'm I a now coffee addict, just, too. <laughs> I actually now inject the Coca-Cola directly between exactly. my toes. Like ivermectin. I find, it, I find it gets it. Yeah. I actually inject it with a side of ivermectin. Yes. If you can add a little bit of bleach, it really takes the edge exactly. off. Exactly. Coffee is my horse paste. <laughs> um, I'm going to tweet that and see how many people get it maybe. Okay. So anyway, so that's the story on that. Um, the next one, and I've got audio to show you, uh, GOP Senator Chuck Grassley, who's 88 years old <laughs> and running for re-election. Um, just Will to he create- be 89 by the time he runs again? I mean, by the time I, you were, you would serve again, if you're, you know, if God help us. It's just fucking ridiculous. And, you know, let well, me play this clip and then we're going to have another chat about is. this. We're going to have a chat about this. Let me play this. He's got a constituent town hall meeting and a constituent uh, asks him about the insurrection and the people arrested. And I am going to see if hopefully without watching. No, I think without watching the video, you should be obviously you'll be able to get this. So hold on. Oop, hold on. I'm going to have to. Ooh, this may not be loud enough. Do you tell me? Knowing that the FBI and the Capitol mm-hmm. Police. In January 6th, what have you done to get the political prisoners being held in gulag conditions out on bail? Has some have been held for a year? It's in the city where you work. Yeah. The Constitution, Bill of Rights, yeah. guarantees the justice speedy trial. Yeah. Can you, could you hear him, Cliff? Uh, yeah. You could. Okay, because it's very well, soft. And I turned up my mic. As long as you could hear him, I'm going to keep playing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, relatively well, sure. Speaking out on it is the only thing that we uh, and because it's all in the executive branch of government with prosecutorial discretion, but also the judicial branch of government has been involved with some of these people. Uh, out of 750, I don't know how many would be described with what, what, uh, what you said about the people and what you said is accurate. Accurate. Uh, anyway, uh, you, uh, there's been some uh, uh, applications to the court about who should be out and who can be retained. And I guess if you believe in the checks and balances of government. I'm going to stop playing because the rest of it is him just basically trying to blow off the question by saying, well, we really don't have influence on the courts because the courts are a separate jurisdiction, just like the executive branch, which is the one investigating. They're a separate branch. And that's all he says. And then goes to and he goes, next question. But right. he but he didn't disagree with the guy. And then he said, and what you said was accurate. What the guy said, just to put a finer point on it, the FBI and the Capitol Police were complicit in the insurrection and the insurrectionists are political prisoners being held in gulag conditions. And one of the most senior Republicans in the Senate said, yeah, I agree with you. Actually, the most senior Republican, if you're talking in terms of like he's thir- he's what yeah. third in line to be president. Oh, is he pro tem? So, you know, he is. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I guess now because they're in the minority, right? Pro tem, you have to be in the majority. Oh, you're right. But if Republicans take yeah. back a majority in the Senate, he's <clears> third in line. He's a, he's 147 years old. I mean, I'm sorry. Again, I'll get accused of ageism. But oh, it's Patrick Leahy. It. I didn't realize that. Patrick Leahy is the president pro tem. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but Patrick Leahy has announced he's not running for re-election. Yeah. Well, he's, he's and, pretty and, old there, too. He, but, yeah, but, yeah. And, our, and I'd make an argument again. I've made this argument before that in Ohio Supreme Court justices are not allowed to serve beyond the age of 75. 
um, you know, uh, if they, I think, you know, if they get elected or, or beyond 70, I think that's the last election they could run in is, was when they're 70. So they yeah. could, technically, you know, be, I guess they're every four years, 74, 75. Yeah. Point being, um, I'm sorry, but like this is science and it pisses me off when people on our side call you a bigot for referring to science. We know faculties decline as you get older. We know all of this. And I'm not saying nobody who's older should run ever. There are people that are incredibly have it together and whatever. But there is a point, and I would argue that point is when you're it's certainly when you're at fucking 90 years old about yeah. just go away. I mean, the only reason Grassley's yeah. Grassley's running for re-election is because they think there's a risk they'll lose the seat. Oh, they, they went and pressured the hell out of him. I wouldn't be surprised if he runs through election, wins, and steps down a year or two yeah. into it. Yeah. So they can appoint somebody. Like, you know, he, he there was a lot of talk he might retire. And, 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 and again, I'm sorry, like, the, first of all, there's, there's the issue of age, which is a real problem because Dianne Feinstein has just filed for re-election. And she's like hugging Republicans and telling them how great, you know, what a great job they're doing when we're putting Brett Kavanaugh on the court. I'm sorry. I don't think she's there anymore. She, well, know? it's worse than that, Cliff. I mean, she's literally not there. And I watched the – it was either the Kavanaugh or the Coney Barrett hearings, whichever it was. But she – DiFi wasn't even – she just wasn't coherent. She wasn't aware of what was going on. Whether – I'm forgetting which one it was now, whether it was Grassley. Mind you, Grassley's 88 and he was way more coherent than she was or idiot Lindsey Graham. But they'd run circles around her and then and then they'd go to DiFi because she's the top – you know, Democrat on the committee, and she'd be like, "Well, I, I well, I, yeah, she'd I, be I, awful." And then she'd I mean, pull you look around my room, staff and try to read it. It was she's she's too old for this now. You look around my home office here. I mean, you could pick a random piece of furniture, and that could win as a Democrat in a Senate race in California. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is yeah. nobody wants her to run Ridiculous. for re-election except for maybe her. Yeah. She's going to be 89 <laughs> in June. It's I mean, not like Grassley in just, Iowa, where we're, we're, we're worried about where some a party's worried about losing a seat. There just should be a point where everybody should agree that you shouldn't be there anymore. Strom Thurmond was being well, wheeled in. You know, well, he didn't know Thurman where the hell bad. he was the last decade. Thurmond was bad. More. I told you Burdick was the one back when I was there, Burdick of North Dakota. And he was yeah. Quentin Burdick. I mean, I, I literally think it was like a Vita. He was dead with a stick up his back and they'd move his arms. This guy, no, but literally this guy would sit committee- to a Vita because you're higher class than me. I, yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have gone to what was the movie where they're taking around the dead guy out in the Hamptons? Oh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> no, it'll come to me. I, I'm funny. pissed at myself because it should come to me immediately. Mm. But, but um, you're more Caddyshack. I'm more Avita. It's fine. That's exactly right. <laughs> but um, no, but it, but Quentin Burdick would Bernie's. sit there. There it is. We can get Bernie's. Yes. Oh, Hilarious, I never did see that. I've got to see that. I never did see that. And then that they somehow had a second. The first one was actually pretty funny. And they somehow had a second one. And I was like, how do you do a second one when the guy was already dead in the first one? And you're dragging him around places. I don't know. Any case. Go on. The, um, but no, Quentin Burdick, I remember watching committee hearings. And literally, imagine, I mean, this guy I think was 90 at the time. But he was, you know, he was your grandfather in the easy chairs. Like, like, a, like a 15-year-old dog sleeping, you know. 23 hour and a half hours a day, right? So Burdick is sitting there during the hearing and he's going, heads facing down. And it, my mic is very good. So you may not appreciate how low I'm mumbling. It was literally low mumble. So all you heard was, bah, 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 bah. and the staffer next to him sitting there with the members would then translate what Burdick was saying. And we were like, what the fuck? Okay, if you speak English and you need a translator, oh, that's oh. a good point where we could make a rule. It wasn't that a translator. The staffer was the staffer was acting as the senator completely. Sure. And by the end, by the end, Robert Byrd was very was a little too old too at the very end. I was going to mention him too. Worst. But. Um, 
you know, what's his face was getting there. The racist from South Carolina. What's his name? Uh, the one who copped oh, Thur- yeah, Thurman, like you said, who who sexually assaulted me thinking I was a girl. Um, mm. th- that will always that be been nice for you. That will always um, be a lovely memory for me. Well, um, you know, and look, yeah. I'd argue even your former boss. There was a point there towards the end where I thought Ted Stevens was maybe. He might have. I didn't see. I never saw because that hell. That was long after I left. I didn't. No, remember, I don't remember how he I was. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was already getting a little old when I was there, but he was with it enough. But he would forget things. Like he'd forget my name in meetings and things, and I'd be, and you, I would just catch it, and I'd be like, he'd be like, well, my, uh, I've been there for years now, and he'd be like, well, you know, my staff are, uh, uh, and hey, the thing come is, on, Ted, I'm the only gay guy working for you. Well, the come worst on. part, the, the worst part though, is he wouldn't catch himself and figure it out. Like he wouldn't go, you know, my staff or that guy over there, like make it funny. No, no, he'd be my staff or, uh, 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 and I literally in one meeting had to go, John, sir. Because <laughs> there was Call no John. I had to fill the gap because he wasn't like faking it. I was like, just fake it, dude. But no, Stevens was still with enough to get a just lot done. for something. He was getting like. My staff over there. <laughs> He's a. He was getting. He was. He was still effective, but die fight. Forget it. Um, we're belaboring this. The the, the, the key point is yeah. there, that at this point, I, I, two main points. Was well, Chuck and, Grassley yeah. always this guy? He was to a certain degree because, as I've tried to point out, mm-hmm. as I've pointed out, when he did his little horse and pony kind of show mm-hmm. of how he was hand, you know, giving out food to the homeless people, or I think the vet, homeless veterans, or something mm-hmm. on Martin Luther King Day. He was one of 22 U.S. senators to vote against the Martin Luther King national holiday. Oh, lovely. And to right. let you, that was in, what, 83, 84? To give you an idea how old he is, he's the only one left. The, yeah. the, the only other one that had, had served at all recently was Orrin Hatch, who left about five or six years ago or whenever. Whenever Mitt Romney ran, four years ago, whatever. Right. But and, and they both had been there for so long, it was ludicrous. But I, right. I would also mention, again, you, you know, at some point, it also is a reminder of how the in, you know everybody believed that the institution mm. of the Republican Party would save us right. from becoming right. a, a let's call it a nationalist socialist kind of. <laughs> um, I mean, right. a far right populist, you know, kind of kind of party that would threaten our country, and how much these institutionalists had been around forever did one of two things: they right. either mostly kept their mouths shut, only to speak up occasionally. In a tepid way, which is your Jeff Flakes and and Dick Luger, who ended up being right. kicked out unceremoniously. Yeah, Luger, in the was, Luger was great. Yeah, I, I no, like Luger. I, Luger. I disagree with him a lot of stuff domestically. He was a giant on foreign policy, but he was a reasonable guy. I remember he was one a of the good key, guy. Yeah, key yeah. gun votes that we had the first time I worked yeah. for every town. He was the, one of the vote switchers we got for this very yeah. dangerous bill because even though yeah. he was way too far in favor of guns, he realized that this was insane. Yeah. And, you know, and but but he I will say he did not speak out enough until they primaried him. And no, it was too late. No, he wasn't and, a and liberal. He Yeah, no. correct. Well, I'm not saying he's a liberal. I'm just saying yeah. reasonable conservatives, even just people that don't believe in this nationalist. Oh, yeah. You know, garbage. Right. So you've, you've got ones who either didn't speak out enough or the ones like Grassley and Orrin Hatch and others that were supposed to that were supposed to be these decent, reasonable guys. And you can argue whether it was due to age or they always were just, you know, huge racists. And the fact that those two didn't vote for the Martin Luther King bill maybe gives you yeah. an idea. And and once the party moved to where they were on some of these things, yeah. they felt comfortable coming out of the closet as as uh, as, as neo clanners. I don't know, but but like <sighs> that's what's so disappointing is that so many people thought when when Trump was elected, it was like, well, we've got Orrin Hatch there, and we've got Grassley, 
and I'm trying to remember who else. There are probably a couple mm-hmm. others. You know, these people that have been in this institution a while, even Susan Collins, who of course frowned a lot and did, has done nothing else. Um, and and no, they've just they just let this guy run run roughshod through everything. So Grassley, um, we should expose more who Grassley is. I don't yep. know if we can win in Iowa, but <clears throat> damn it, I'd love to knock that ass yep. out of office. Yep. So Megan McCain. Hey, Megan she's wonderful. McC- Megan's fabulous. So Megan McCain. Um, she's tempted me, by the way, John, to write a, a real McCain part two uh, and write it about her. About her? <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be actually, good. My friend, you know, and I know you know her, got a laugh on Twitter, who I used to have started blogging yeah. with back in the in the ancient days, uh, about, you know, 18 years ago. God, who knows? You know what you um, should call? She, on, she yeah. brought it up. She's like, Cliff, you totally should write a, a second real McCain, but do it on Megan. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, that's a great idea. You should, and you should call her Mrs. John McCain daughter. I mean, definitely Mrs. will be. Mrs. John McCain's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> the real McCain, too. How my father, John McCain, influences her life every day. <laughs> no, how my how it's always how my dad, I, John McCain. Well, no, it's how I created John McCain. <laughs> but um, so so Continue, Megan, Megan yes. caught COVID. Megan caught a very bad case of COVID. Um, I am curious now. There's no way she wasn't vaccinated. Now, I doubt she was boosted, but let's see. Megan McCain vaccinated. But even if she said she was, you don't know she was. True. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and you know that her, and this is where we'll get to this in a second, but you know her husband being a far-right loon, for his credibility, she may have had yeah. to remain unvaccinated yeah. because it, because he may have been like, if it comes out, you're vaccinated, then it's going to make me look like a hypocrite. Yeah. So I know she breathers. and Dominic are both fully vaccinated. She said, okay. but wow. she said, yeah, again, yeah. there's nothing she says you can actually trust. So right. maybe she is, I would assume she would be because she's not, you know, part of the far right, whatever, whatever, but Oh boy, she's got, she's got, she's got long COVID so far. It's been several weeks out now. She still uh, is waking up feeling she's getting, she's got the get uh, the easy fatigue thing, which is a problem a lot of people get where they're just, yeah. fa- and now you could be fatigued for weeks or for months. It depends. But literally, uh, uh, Neera Tanton, Actually, I think it told me. Well, well, I know somebody who talks about this publicly. I think, do we have her on? I feel like we have her on our show. Do we have Sarah Jones on of Politicus on here once? Yes. We did. I believe we did. Yes. And yes. she she has long COVID. She, you know, I'm not saying anything she doesn't share. She talks about this publicly. It'll go away for a month or two. Right. She'll be fine. And then suddenly she'll have a bout where like for three to five days she can barely get out of bed. She's tired. Yeah. She's achy. Yeah. And what they and what they're finding is they're they're exhausted easily, such as uh, one person had told me they would do a load of laundry, one load and then have to lay down and nap for three hours because they were exhausted. So that and uh, my well, we're uh, being honest, if I have to do a load of laundry, figuring out just the difference between the whites and the colors. Exactly. Uh, and what temperature you know, to set it at. Yeah, exactly. that exhausts the fuck out of me. No, but like, this was but this okay, is um, another friend of mine. Yeah. Same thing. It's this it is this bizarre, just incredible fatigue you get. Right. So like yeah. driving somewhere wipes you out so anyway that's the first problem she's unable to taste food or smell anything normally and it's been several weeks since she tested positive um so the only thing is that's all pretty normal uh the question is how long it lasts thomas zimmer who we had on the show the the german expert on extremism thomas had after effects for seven months uh let me ask you this john yep well, yeah. no, finish what you're saying about no, Tom. just that he no. couldn't smell or taste for seven months. He was having knee problems. You get, you can have incredible joint pain, and he had something else to it. If it was a headache or whatever, but crazy stuff for seven months. Yeah. So it's what I, 
you know, I've been reading, uh, read a few cases where there are people who now, I don't know how long it's been, but they're either the smell or taste has never come back to them. Like, um, do you want to be, a, a, how do you feel about being alive permanently with no smell or taste? Well, it's better than the alternative. Um, most people, it returns within weeks. Um, no, I'm not talking about most people. A couple no, of I'm reading a survey here. Of, I'm reading I don't want survey. to scare yeah. people. I just read a couple cases. It doesn't seem to be what happens almost all the time. But, you know, I, I mean, for me, that would suck, but I don't put it on the yeah. same level as losing sight and hearing and that kind of stuff. Well, shit. A, a year, a, a French study, a year on nearly, nearly all patients in a French study got it back within a year. Nearly all. Right. So, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I've seen, too. I'm, I, again, I want to be clear. But wait, listen to this, people. I just read a, about a few cases. Yes. Of, listen to know. this. But for a yeah. lot of people, it doesn't come back entirely. It, come, yeah. it can come back slowly. Um, the other weird thing was, um, that, and my nephew was telling me about this and what do you know? Somebody I know told me they had it. Some people, rather than losing their sense of taste and smell, everything smells and tastes like either garbage or, or crap. Oh my God. That's horrible. Yeah. Like, uh, obviously would much rather just lose it than that. Cliff, I can't. The thing, the thing with that is, right? I mean, well, boring. It's hard to eat and have sustenance. How do you even? How do you even eat when everything smells like feces? Well, for it smells. I mean, it smells taste. bad enough, but tastes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you even? I don't know how you eat, so you're going to lose a lot of weight. And the worst thing, I've said, like I would go and just, you know, uh, I I just eat vegetables at that point because I hate vegetables. So you might as well eat a food you don't like because hey, you won't you taste it. Eat- the healthiest shit in the world if you Brussels can't sprouts. taste anything anymore. Well, also well, because, I actually like Brussels sprouts, but I'd find and, something like kelp that I loathe. And but I imagine it. eating foods you like just to try to keep having it work. So you're trying chocolate. You're trying pizza. You're trying liquor if you like liquor. And all of a sudden, all your favorite foods taste like crap. You're going to start to have a – depressing me now, John. Well, I did – you know, this happened when I was younger. I haven't had it happen as an adult. Well, that's not totally true. I, I My mom has a – you know, uh, taught me how to make basically barbecue beef sandwiches out of the buying the big, the big chunk of cheap beef at the, or, or not beef, uh, pork at the store. And you put it in the, you know, the, 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 the slow cooker and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I made it. It was really good. And the day later I got the flu. And now, and this was a couple of years ago. Now I like my mom will make it at home and I'll eat it. And it's very good. But I'm even talking with you about it now. It kind of makes my stomach flip a little thinking of, mm, of pulled pork and I love pulled pork. But but that's the problem, too, is that all of your foods will start to be associated with this crap, literally. Yeah. Anyway, nasty shit. But so Megan, no pun Megan, of course. Megan was very sick, is very sick. Um, she's very angry. And in the same. In the, so while ranting about all of this, she talks about Joe Biden and 400,000 people died under Biden more than under Trump. He's made a disaster of this covid thing. So in other words, she's blaming him for getting sick and calls him moronic. Moronic Joe Biden. To me, the other stuff was bad enough, but it's that. It's it's and that yeah. that to me tells you exactly the kind of person she is. Yeah. How she literally is a garbage person. Talking about garbage. She's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, an awful, yeah. disloyal, yeah. obnoxious. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Are you gonna play that audio? Yeah, I'll play not? the clip. I'm gonna play the clip. Yeah. Because oh, here's not if Joe Biden, it, she wrote it, but yeah. I'll, here's I'll... Joe Biden co- comforting her. I think John has this clip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it would be about her dad. Six months after her dad was diagnosed with the glioblastoma, the super deadly aggressive brain cancer. And she's on The View. Biden's the guest. And I'll play, a, you know, I'll play maybe a couple minutes. So hold on a sec. I don't know what he needs. He needs absolutely 
no introduction. Joe Biden himself is here. All right. This is the hard part. Bear with me, okay? I couldn't get through your book. I tried. Your son, Bo, had the same cancer that my father was diagnosed with six months ago. And I'm sorry. There's a lot of hope there. I think about Bo almost every day. And I was told, sorry, that this doesn't get easier. But that you cultivate the tools to work with this and live with this. I know you and your family have been through tragedy that I couldn't conceive of. Well, look, what look, would look, you look, tell look, people? Look, look, look. It's not about me. It's about everyone. No, 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 it is about Biden now walks over to her because he was two seats away. The woman next to Megan moves away. Biden proceeds to sit down and put his arm around her. Okay, just so you yep. know, that's what's happening. But look, um, and she's crying. one of the things that gave Bo courage, my word, was John. Mm-hmm. Your dad, you may remember when you were a little kid, your dad He's holding her hand. took care of my Bo. Your dad, when he was a mill aide, were working with me, became friends with Bo. And Bo talked about your dad's courage, not about illness, but about his courage. And look, there's a lot of things happening. Any of you have somebody who is diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is about as bad as it gets, there's breakthroughs that are occurring now. There's four things that are going on, and it's, and it can happen tomorrow. Like, for example, at the University of Pennsylvania, where I teach now, there is a, at, the, at the Abramson Center, what they found out is a thing called a CAR T cell. What they do is they, is they take the cells, your T cells, their immune systems. Because he talks a lot about the science. He goes on for literally like eight minutes about the science. It's really interesting. And the whole time she's kind of weeping, he is ho- gripping her hand the entire time. And she's sniffling. This is who Joe Biden and my I mean, this is Biden at his best. Yes. And you, can look, you can like Joe I, Biden, you know, not like Joe Biden, agree with his policies, yeah. not agree with his policies. This is the part of him that was always evident. And Cliff, he actually what, is a, yeah. he's a good, compassionate person, yeah. which and I what, think was a key, was a big part of his you know, being yeah. competent and, and compassionate. A big part of his getting elected because we were looking at the fucking disaster of, of, of yeah. Donald Trump and. Go ahead. You go, John. And I'll, I was, was going to say part of what really not part of what really bothers me with this is when someone has been that kind to you, unsolicited, so to speak. You know, what I mean, not unsolicited, but you know, Biden didn't have to do that. I mean, he could have just said it from across the table or whatever, rather than holding your hands for eight minutes and talking about all the medical science and everything else. Right. Um, I had similar, but not similar because it wasn't life and death. But Andrew Sullivan helped me when I was first coming out. I've probably talked about this before, but I wrote him a letter. I'm not sure you big, did, actually. Oh, yeah. There was a big I'm thing. I'm not sure I knew this. Interesting. Maybe, maybe 1991 or so, New York Times, big piece about Andrew taking over the New Republic. And gay, you know, young, gay, conservative, blah, blah, blah. And I was closeted and was just starting to come out, but closeted and was like, oh, my God, this guy. Back then, the idea of some guy being profiled in the New York Times as gay, who was my age. I mean, like, it was insane and powerful. Wrote him a note. Just said, I'd like to have coffee or something sometime. Six months later, wrote me back and said, yes, let's. Wonderful. Took me around, sort of showed me. I, I was too afraid to go in the bars, but showed me where everything was. We sat outside and talked. Amazing. And then got me this little book. It was really cute. Very sweet. The other person, Hillary Rosen. I was working for Ted Stevens. I wanted to get out. I wanted to work for Democrats. I wasn't sure how because I'd been working for Republicans. It was the early 90s. Um, someone introduces me to Hillary. She puts me in touch with all these people around town to help me, has me come to these 
uh, every month meeting she was having at the Recording Industry Association with like the, the gay power people from around town. Uh, the gay these, mafia. Oh, it was though. It was like the gay mafia meetings of the biggest people in town to strategize about the movement and had me coming there as the sort of conservative mole. And I mean, she, why she trusted me? And Hillary's a, I always say Hillary's a fucking barracuda. Hillary's a hard ass. You do not want to run against Hillary. <laughs> I mean, she's like, whoa. Yeah. She, no, she is one tough lady. But, but Hillary and Andrew get a lot of shit thrown at them for various reasons. Andrew, we know Hillary because just that. I think she's very tough and everything, and the, the, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I will always have great respect for them because of what they did. And I will not join the crowd eviscerating them the way we would eviscerate Glenn Greenwald because of the way both of them treated me. It doesn't mean I won't disagree with Andrew and I do, but I will not join in on the, he's the devil crowd because yeah, I you know saw that else? side of him. And she, just my last 10 seconds. The, the point I wanted to make on this is, you know, whether you like it or not, I saw a side of them that was so giving and selfless and ever and caring and everything else that it's, it makes me check myself from treating them as a Greenwald when I'm pissed at them about something. And for her, only a few years after that exchange with Biden to turn on him. He's moronic. He's killed people, especially, mind you, especially when it comes to illnesses, saying he doesn't care about people dying. There's something wrong with you. Yep. Jump in. Um, yeah. So what, what I'd say, I mean, obviously, look, to, to, to me, I see it as, and I've always believed, I, I try to be loyal to everyone um, who I, you know, and, and there's some people that you come to have different views with and that kind of thing. Uh, and there's some people that have somewhat awful views. And I think some of the things Andrew Sullivan says, quite frankly, this is me speaking, are ridiculous. But with all that said, um, there there are some other folks like that, too, who I've known for a long time. And it does. It makes you check yourself. Hell, even having a relationship with somebody, even somebody who you maybe didn't even like that much, but you knew at one point in time and were friend, acted friendly with. I mean, the classic example is, on, you know, and I mentioned on this show. Like I held back uh, initially ripping into Alex Berenson because right. I went to high school with him. Oh, and interesting. We interesting. Even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And we weren't even close friends. Right. Not like we were buddies. We were besties, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But I knew him. Right. Like there right. are parties we were at together where there are other, you know, we had a sort of some friends who were friends with each other. So I'd see him at some things here and there and then ran into him, at, you know, after at a college back in New York. And, you know, we were always were, were, right. acted nice to each other. So it's, it's hard to be like when you knew somebody in a different way to be like, you know, I'm going to now go destroy them. Eventually, though, Alex has, is so abhorrent, and I have to ask myself a question. If I feel like somebody is purposely trying to get people killed to make money, that's right. where, where the loyalty ends for me. Right. Um, right. But but there have been but there have been others who are not, not that extreme that I do what you do, so I fully understand that. Yep. But I think even that is different than there are people among us, and we all know them, who loyalty is literally nothing. Yeah. It doesn't exist I mean, you mentioned yeah. Glenn Greenwald. He has turned on and attacked every single person who ever helped his career. Hell, he attacks that billionaire now who started the intercept with him and paid him five hundred thousand a year and really put him on the map in terms of like you know uh, giving him the kind of platform he's had and all that stuff. He attacks oh, what's her name, Joan Walsh, his editor at, at Salon, who yeah. has, has intimated a few times she knows some things. I wish she'd come out and tell them. Um, you know, uh, I mean, the biggest of all that comes to mind is Donald Trump. I mean, there literally is no loyalty. Person can throw themselves yeah. in front of a train, you know, tracks to save you, yeah. and he would fuck them in a second for a dollar. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, 
so so I'm not saying they're all these the people who fall into that, their personalities are exactly the same. I'm not saying Megan McCain is exactly them, but this does tell you what type of person she is, which is trash. Yeah. That that somebody who had done what this man, what Biden did for her, for me in a public way and had been friends with my family and all that sort of stuff. Like, I just could never do that. And the fact I, that she yeah, can then yeah, write a piece yeah. for the Daily Mail, which she did, the, the shitty tabloid, Brit, you know, British paper yeah. and call the man. So, you know, call the man moronic. I mean, after what he did for yeah. her, I mean, that that's not even about partisanship. That's about what kind of a decent yeah. or indecent person. And blaming are. him for the deaths. That's exactly. She's, well, and she, her husband's a nut, a lunatic. That's well, also I was going to get to that next. Now, yeah. now, that is the, the husband is the reason why I think she's gotten to be so partisan. Because she tried it her way to fit onto a show like The View as the conservative voice and other places. And you may have noticed before The View even, she was, I feel like she was at MSNBC at one point, then gone from there. She just is an obnoxious, evil, awful person, as she showed there, beyond politics. So nobody likes her, and nobody in mainstream media – and imagine, right? Because mainstream media certainly has a lot of people with egos. But she's so bad that they don't want to deal with her there. So I, I honestly think her husband, she married this far right-wing nut, which was a very strange thing to do when, you know, my dad's John McCain, my dad's John McCain, the guy that stood up to Trumpism and Trump, not enough, but at least on some level, at least didn't identify with it. And she always tried to say that, she, you know, she was different. Her mom is literally Biden's ambassador to the U.N. He's working in the Biden administration, right? And But what I think has happened is Ben Dominic, who literally has proven himself to be as scummy and principleless a person as exists. I mean, the list is long. She's his third wife, by the way. The other two lasted for probably, you know, you could put an egg timer on how long his marriages have lasted. Um, he... he um, he uh, plagiarized quite openly, was fired, I believe it was the Washington Post, because he stole so many things, outright plagiarized. Oh, yeah, that was a that was a fun one. Oh, yeah, it was that massive was plagiarism. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Not little lines here and there, whole passages and whatever. Yeah. Then on top of all that, it came out that this guy had been, um, had been getting paid on the table by the Malaysia to say how wonderful they were. So he got he was being bribed, which if you again, that always is why when I say to people, if you think that stuff doesn't go on with our media all the time. So basically, he's proven himself to be someone of literally zero principle. He fits perfectly with today's far right. Yeah. All that matters is money. All that matters is notoriety. You know, he, there's nothing he believes. Married Mrs. To marry John McCain's this. daughter. Right. She exactly. She chose to marry this person. So, you know, his right wing grift is great. I think he hosts something on Fox Nation or whatever that stupid streaming channel is. They have a contributorship at Fox, gets paid by the Federalist, which, of course, as everybody points out all the time, nobody they won't reveal where their money comes from. For all we know, it's all it's still Malaysian money that's paying him or anywhere else. Like he's a complete scumbag. And so I think the partisan turn has been, hey, honey, you know, like this is our best gig. It's easy. <laughs> We can be, we can lie, we can cheat, we can steal. There's nothing that can ever discredit us on the far right. Yep. So, you know, so just take the easy money. I mean, that's what I suspect it is, is that yep. she's an awful yep. person because she's an awful person, yep. but she's gone to the right because yep. that's all of these the guys. Yep. 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 Let's move on to Fox News and then I've got a funny story to end with. Um, yeah, so we finally have. Yay. Well, funny. It is funny, actually. It's ironic, funny, making fun of the right. So that's a good thing. So Fox News. I, uh, Tucker Carlson, lots of news over the last week. Um, he is back in Hungary or went back to Hungary. He had done a special there from a week, months ago about how now Hungary, obviously European country, um, 
autocrat now running the country, rolling back freedoms. Very scary what's going on there. That's a perfect example of the far right taking over is Hungary. Tucker Carlson, of course, at Fox News is, of course, you know, titillated by the fact that a far right autocrat is taking over a European country and rolling back democracy. So went and did just a schmooze fest with the guy for a week, several months ago and went back again and did a special documentary you have to pay for on his whatever channel to watch it. But he's showing part of it on his show. And in it, Carlson is talking about, uh, let me, let me read a couple quotes to you, Cliff. And you give us the, you give us the, Jew, Jew slam, non-Jew slam. <laughs> what, you Ooh, I mean, to choose. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm reading. I listened to him and went. You know, my 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 Judar went off, and I'm not even Jewish. Ooh, you got a Judar. So Tucker starts the segment by um by saying George Soros is a billionaire currency trader who has spent decades waging a kind of war, political, social, and demographic war on the West. Through Soros's network of non-governmental organizations, he spent billions trying to eliminate national borders, oust democratically elected leaders, and install ideologically aligned puppets into positions of power. Uh, right. Any words stand out to you there, Jew? Uh, I, I, <laughs> gee, the puppet one has never been used before. Yeah, the puppet is with, exactly a, with a, the a, Jews with with the Jews who control all the strings. And th- that we is a long time trope: is that Jews literally are the puppet masters controlling puppets around the world, and it's all the governments owned by the Jews. Puppets is the word, right? ADL jumped in, and uh, I'll read you sort of the quote from Daily Beast talking about ADL, and then. Another quote I picked up on. On Tuesday, Carlson echoed anti-Semitic tropes that Jewish people wish to upend Western civilization, claiming so, – that's the other thing, too. It's all about overthrowing Western civilization and our culture, again, because they're not like us. You know, They're not yes. part of Western civilization. Right? On Tuesday, Carlson echoed anti-Semitic tropes that Jewish people wish to upend Western civilization, claiming Soros's goal was destruction aimed at the West and aims to make society, quote, more dangerous and dirtier – there you go. Noting that the group has always said it's totally fair to criticize Soros's support of progressive policies and candidates, an Anti-Defamation League spokesperson told the Daily Beast one, quote, can only presume based on Carlson's track record and his comments that his new series will be nothing more than far-right propaganda at best and at worst a dangerous anti-Semitic dog whistle sure to be heard loud and clear by a large audience. The spokesperson added that casting a Jewish individual as some sort of puppet master for which the ADL has called out Fox in the past has the effect of mainstreaming anti-Semitic tropes and giving support to bona fide anti-Semites. Now, this was the night before International Holocaust Remembrance Day, which was yesterday. And what happened last night? Somebody went to Union Station in D.C., our iconic train station, and wrote swastikas all over the outside of it. I've got more, but you sounded like you wanted to jump in and I'll give you a little more of what Tucker did. Well, I mean... I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Let me read. I'm sorry. Let me give you one more, one more quote. But first, and then jump in. Um, he took a swipe at, Jew, at gay people. He had a guy saying global globalism. Oh, globalism! Ding, ding, ding! Drink. Yeah, as I say, let's play Jewish. Let's play anti-Semitic bingo. Yeah. So <laughs> global globalism. Puppet liberal. globalism. Did he use? Did he use? Ur, did he use urban elite? Liberal uh, elite uh, in the media. Yet, but I'm sure they will. Globalism. Remember Marco Rubio did that one about a month ago. Oh, yeah. Liberal but, elites in the media are like, oh, gee, who yeah. are you talking about? Oh, I remember ahead. Trump even said, remember Trump? Trump recently said Jews, Jews run the New York Times. Yeah, exactly. So Carlson showed a guy claiming, some expert, globalism, liberalism, open borders. Soros is the man who stands for all that. When he says the word liberalism, 
Tucker flashes two videos of drag queens. Ah, how so now we're so now we're gay baiting. Thanks. Um, and mm-hmm. part of what's good about Hungary is that that you know they ban gays and stuff is what he's saying. That's fucking great, Tucker. Thanks. Um, and then my favorite though, he closes the piece by saying, and this is mind you, an entire fucking piece about basically George Soros. Like a lo- he's standing next to a building, like a lot of buildings in the central square of Budapest. He's saying it the correct way to be an asshole. Budapest. And he goes, we're on the Pest side of the Danube. They, they say Budapest, but I think I mentioned this. I had a friend studying abroad in Europe who, when I ran into her, we, we, met, we met in Amsterdam uh, to go. I mean, we you know, found each other in Amsterdam to go to museums and stuff. And she, she, goes, she kept calling him Van Gogh. You know, his name is Van Gogh. God. Van Gogh's real name is Van Gogh in Dutch. And I'm like, I know it's Van Gogh, but I'm not going to call him Van Gogh. He's Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh. So the Budapest were on the Pest side of the Danube. There are bullet holes, and he shows bullet holes in the buildings. And that's something you see in Europe a lot. You see it certainly in East yep. Berlin. My God, everyone. Well, there are Berlin. places where to remember when the communist regime yeah. was. When I was in yeah. in, a, in a similar sounding city, but a different Bucharest in Romania, yep. Um, yep. Uh, you could see when they when I, when they deposed Ceausescu, their oh. evil, awful leader. There was. Or the holes there. Oh, yeah, but there were still bullet holes in the central square and the walls and things like Wait, that. Wait, were they shot him, though? I'm trying to remember if they shot him or they may have shot some of his people. To oh, because they him. definitely executed him I, and the wife. I would have loved to I'd have to look spot. up to see if they oh. shot him to death. Or they, but they attacked, oh. you know, they were attacking yeah, yeah, yeah. his troops, yeah. his whatever in places yeah. when they rose up. And yeah. In I France, guess. there's lots of bullet holes you'll see from World War II. Uh, uh, in building, if you look carefully, and they don't fix it for that reason. So, so there are bullet holes. And they are a reminder of how many times this country has been dominated by foreign powers. Oh, yes. Now, foreign domination. As, that we've we've also reached a, a, a good a, another great anti-Semitic. Uh, yeah, you know, big well, national rootless cosmopolitans. Well, and my friend, my friend Damien said, "Oh, well, what he's talking about it was it the Habsburgs or something like that." He goes, "What he's talking about is the Habsburgs or whatever famous royal family." I said, "No, no, no, Damien. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but it's an entire segment about George Soros, the rich Jew." who's from Hungary, but not really from Hungary, taking over and installing puppets from abroad. And he says they're a reminder of how many times this country has been dominated by foreign powers. Right. I would also He's throw in there, about though, fucking you, Jews. somebody who, who more studied history and, and a lot yeah. and, and knows the kind of sort of anti-Semitic, you know, like yeah. the, the common themes. Often another theme would be when you mentioned Habsburgs, were that were that Jews enabled unpopular ruling Oh, like czars and kings, the you know, queen. Of oh, there England, you go. The, there you go. They, yeah. They would often throw us in. Well, it's multi-layered because, because, yeah, because we were supposedly the secret monetary advisors that allowed them to, yep. to, to, to hurt all the little people, you know, yep. and take their money away. And well, yep. I mean, that was a, a common, a yep. common theme among these kinds of things. Oh, that's um, interesting. So it's totally multi-layered. Yeah. Yeah. It often yeah. is because again, you have to understand like anti-Semitic, the, 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 they're playing on what he's playing on and why, he is just a fucking evil person uh, to the core is they're playing on stuff that goes back to the middle ages. Anti-Semitism in some yep. of these places, Hungary in Austria. And I mean, it goes back. We're not talking about Nazi Germany. I mean, there's a reason why it was able to rise up and you're able to get Nazi Germany. Right. These go back to the, to, to the, to the middle ages with passion plays, you know, of Jews murdering Jesus and then they would go for a pogrom afterwards to burn the Jews' houses 
I mean, that's what we're we're, yep. we're playing into here. It's not just Nazism. We're going. Yep. We're, we're we're talking about five hundred years yep. of historical, historical DNA yep. memory in people. Yep. Right. Stories yep. passed down through generations, and so that's what we've got going on. Yep. And gee, John, you'd think that might stop some people from advertising. Yes. Tucker's well. Show. Let me, but, but let I me, hear you let me have looked into this. Yes, I have. So before I name the advertisers who advertised on that actual episode, let me play one more clip from the night before. Now, it wasn't the same episode, but it was Tucker the night before. And this is the one with Cliff's buddy, Alex Berenson, who Cliff didn't beat up enough in school, um, talking to Tucker about boosters and the vaccine. Okay, hang on. Uh, it's we're at a very dangerous moment, Tucker. And, you know, I, I, I'm not exaggerating. I think this is probably the most important appearance I've had with you in the last two years. Um, it is it is completely clear now that uh, the vaccines don't really work at all against Omicron um, in, in in these highly vaccinated and highly boosted countries. Uh, rates of infection are incredibly high and rates of serious disease and death are also rising. The Israelis are predicting that they're going to have more serious cases than they ever had at the peak last year. Um, and, and the idea that we would solve this with another booster is is just off the charts insane. I have not said this to you before because I'm pretty careful and I'm pretty careful with the data. These, <laughs> yeah. vaccines, these mRNA vaccines, the mRNA COVID vaccines need to be withdrawn from the market now. No one should get them. No one should get boosted. No one should get double boosted. They are a dangerous and ineffective product at this point against Omicron. The spike that they make your body make that you then produce antibodies to is not the Omicron spike. And earlier today, Tony Fauci said, we're not going to give people monoclonal antibody products because the first generation products because they don't work against the Omicron spike. The same logic applies to these mRNA vaccines and giving people boosters even if in the very short term it knocks down infection rates, there's a boomerang effect, and that's what they're seeing in all these countries. We are at a dangerous moment, and these products need to be withdrawn. When you say so, you say they're ineffective, and that's demonstrable to anybody who lives in this country. Everyone you know who's had it, you know, has had COVID. And most of them are fine. Yeah. So nobody should he, get vaccinated. Nobody should get boosted. I feel like I, I want you to go after Tucker with the advertisers, but I also feel it's important to to, to respond no, to his bullshit. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna wait, go ahead. I'm gonna grab my coffee while you're talking. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, it's fine. He's a shameless piece of shit. But one thing he is is he's very smart. So he knows how to play very, very intelligently with words. So what you'll notice is that when he sat there and he said, um, "Oh well, uh, it's ineffective and it's dangerous." Well, he used as proof that it was ineffective that so many people have been getting COVID, right? Even who are who are vaccinated. But you'll notice he gave you absolutely no proof of of anything related to why it's dangerous. Oh, serious cases are going up. He conflated that. Well, do you know who serious cases have been going up among? The unvaccinated. Well, and and seniors, but mostly unvaccinated, yes. Right, but no, but it's mostly unvaccinated. It's a sleight of hand. These doctors are still saying 90% plus, often as high as 97, 90% of those ending up in hospitals are those who are unvaccinated. So what he did there is he he conflated Let's start with he conflated ineffective and dangerous right. and made it sound like that that these serious cases were going up among the vaccinated. They are not. Bingo. Bingo. Part B to that, which right. is, oh, it's ineffective. What he did there is he conflated the a lot more people, unlike Delta and the first strain, the original strain, right. that 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 um, Omicron is so contagious right. that even people mm-hmm. who are vaccinated and boosted, many are getting it. 
what, what he's not doing, of course, is is making so it's ineffective. Okay, let's start with first of all, even though a lot more are getting it who are vaccinated and boosted, data is clear. People who are vaccinated and boosted are still getting it at a significantly lower rate than people that aren't. Let's start with that. So there is a benefit to it. Second, even though many people who are getting it who are vaccinated and boosted, none of them are ending up in the hospital. That is the key thing he's not saying is he purposely used the words infections are going up way up among vaccinated people, whatever. Yeah, infections have gone way up because this thing has been able in some cases to get around. And what has it been? Because almost everybody among us now knows multiple people, as they even said on that show, who's had it. It's yep. been a fucking cold. I'm not saying Listen it's good. The, I'm, I'm not call. saying you want I'm it. And there, there's, I'm just going to finish this one yeah, yeah, yeah. point. But yep. there's long COVID and other things we don't know about yet. So I'm not like saying, oh, no big deal. But I am saying yep. it's a huge difference between getting something that may cause long COVID, that may, you know, that get, is a cold, maybe even a little worse than that, and, and cause you some serious symptoms, and going to the hospital and or dying. Yep. yep. Listen to this. That's what he conflicts. This came out in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, exactly. the shit that he is. Yesterday's Wall Street Journal, actually today's Wall Street Journal, because it was last night, I believe, three shots of the vaccine. Uh, so in other words, the booster, three shots of the vaccine cut the risk of death from COVID by 95% in those aged 50 and older during the Omicron surge in the UK. I mean, that's all you need to know, right? Amazing. He's playing around. He's doing, we used to go up yeah. against this guy, we used to rip him. Maybe when you did some gun work, you did this too. John Watt, you remember him? Who? He's like the favorite John Lott, L-O-T-T. No, no. Favorite right-wing no. statistician was a University of Chicago trained, I want to say either lawyer or economist, and sold out to the NRA and would do the same thing Alex is now doing. That's probably where Alex learned his tricks from and realized you could make a great grifty career this way, yeah. which is he would find these statistics <clears throat> and he would play around with them, conflate things and hide things. And, and, you know, a couple of times when he said he had a study that said this, people asked him for the study. And, oh, suddenly his computer crashed. He didn't know what happened to it. I mean, just the, just complete dishonesty, complete scumbag. But the same thing, if, if some of these guys who are smart and evil, they'll conflate things and play around with the little stats because they know that you'll hear when you say when he says what he said there, you'll hear, oh, it's going way up. And you'll think he means that that serious cases are going way up among people who are vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> they are right. not. Right. Um, and that's and that's the issue. Okay, I'll let you take Tucker. But no, I no, it's just it's un, it's it's just unbelievable. Um, so so yeah. So the next thing then, I'm actually adding this to I'm adding this to my story as we speak because I was like, oh, that's a good point. I should add the the data proving he's wrong. So I decided to go look at the uh, advertisers because I was thinking. Everyone keeps saying that all the advertisers left Tucker's show and Laura Ingram and Hannity, but have they? So I went and watched them the other day, and guess what? They haven't left at all. Um, all three shows had lots of good advertisers. I started with Tucker, so I did a Tucker piece yesterday. I'm going to do Laura, hmm, maybe today. I've got a dinner party soon, so I may not be able to write. <laughs> soon? But, I mean, 12 well, I've got to, when do you eat dinner you know, there? Well, no, no, it's tomorrow, but I'm cooking. I mean, I have to cook wow. for the dinner party. <laughs> I'm not I'm not preparing to leave. Like, I've got to do my hair for the next six hours. <laughs> see, see, as a guy um, who is what you would call yeah. when my my wife, who's a fantastic cook, hmm. is, is not here, what you'd call a microwave specialist. Um, wow. I'm, not, wow. I'm not in the in the that, that's something oh, yes. I wish no, I, no, I, no. Had, I had had more talent at. But uh, nope. do not. I made cheesecake last night. Today I'm going to start making the bread. So I make this is a nice. Are you dinner. mailing some of this shit to me, John? Well, you never come to town. 
So well, it's a listen to I who used the, to, but then this thing happened that we're talking about right now. That's true, actually. Yes. So <laughs> listen to who the advertisers are on Tucker Carlson's show the night that he's going after Jews, and the day after he te- and gays, and the day after he tells people his now, tells people you do not get credit though. You have to give me credit because ah. one of them I pointed out to you the history. Oh, you there did that made well, them I'll, that made them even more interesting. I'm going to go through the list and then I want you to weigh in on that. So the list is BMW. <laughs> That's the one Cliff's going to weigh in. Possibly my favorite, though, NBC. NBC is advertising its Olympics coverage on Fox fucking News' Tucker Carlson show. NBC bought ads on Tucker Carlson's show. How fucked up is that? Okay. Comcast. Comcast loves to advertise on bad people. Who does Comcast own? Right? Right? MSNBC and all. I mean, they're Comcast. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, The DC company. The DC Auto Show. That that Roman erectile dysfunction app, but I think that one's interesting because you know they're trying to really establish themselves and they're advertising on fucking Tucker, um, Nutrisystem and Car Shield. Now I'm going to leave Laura Ingram and Hannity right now because that'll be for another day when I write that up. But this kind of blew me away because like BMW, NBC, Comcast um, are are certainly they're the big ones, but those yes. are big fucking advertisers. Well, especially yeah. there's big ones that are trying to appeal beyond a, a niche. Right. Like when it comes to, to, you know, your, your boner pills, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of 70 year old white guys, yeah, that's watching, true. Uh, yeah. you know, white guys who probably haven't treated their bodies all that well yeah. watching, watching these shows. I'm not shocked. And is car yeah. shield, is that like car alarm or some shit like that? Something like that or uh, insurance or whatever, shield? but, but they're, but they're a big, oh, there's no, no. some kind of car thing. Yeah. I don't know, but if it, is it, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is, are they more of a mainstream? Are they more of a paranoid? Oh my God, oh, somebody's going to attack my I've car. Heard, I've heard of know. them. Be, no, I've heard of them before. That's why I put them. The Car Shield is a real well, company. I have two, but I don't knowledge. know the specifics. Yeah. I could look it yeah. up. I've heard of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. You know so Nutrisystem, a lot of people use. Yeah. But Nutrisystem, sure. And they're appealing yeah. to a lot, often a, a at least middle, upper middle class demographic of people yeah. that aren't Nazis who want to lose weight. And yeah. <laughs> um, be fucking C. That blew me away. Ludicrous. Um, and Comcast, your favorite, Ludacris. Well, and then there's BMW, and you'd think you may shy away from sort of uh, getting anywhere near modern fascism if you were a German sort of car producer or other type company, German industrial company during World War II, because it means there's a really good chance that you were working with Hitler. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, I just you know Volkswagen, BMW, these guys. I, yeah. I, I I knew. I mean, I just knew this from from yeah. knowing history, and of course, I didn't remember. I knew they created engines and yep. other materials for the Nazis. Yep. I don't remember which ones. So John, I, yep. I told John, yeah, I was going to say, I yep. told John that I knew they'd played a, 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 in, a, in a unique role and had done bad things. And John looked it up. And of course it, it ended up being airplane engines. Yep. Um, so, you know, when the Luftwaffe was strafing villages and stuff of, uh, of, of in, in pick your country in Europe, uh, they, they may have been using BMW produced engines. So you think BMW, you know, trying to have a more sort of friendly image would say the fuck away from that, but right. apparently not. Um, and so, uh, so John did, did did some great work here. But you know, the sad thing is, again, these people have <sighs> no, a lot. Of, these a lot of these companies, they have no honor. They're liars. They'll say we're going to stop advertising, yeah. and they'll pull it for three mm-hmm. months yeah. or what, six months if they feel like they need to, because people have done similar things and found. With the 147, I believe the number is uh, seditionists in the Republican caucus who voted against um, the, you know, voted against um, uh, accepting the electoral vote, the indisputable, unquestionable electoral college tally that gave the right. presidency to Biden. 
uh, a whole bunch of people said they would not give to the sedition caucus. And of course, a whole bunch of them went back. The other day, there was people calling for on Twitter and probably other places for a boycott of Pepsi because Pepsi has given to the sedition caucus. Um, I'm sure there's many others. So yeah. that I mean, it's just it's sad. But I guess it, that's the way that's the way power has always been. Is but they still, don't give a shit. But so. it still blows my mind, though. I mean, Cliff, I really. I'm I'm a little shocked that big name brands are advertising at all on Hannity, Ingram, and Carlson. I really I you know what I mean? Wouldn't you have thought like, oh yeah, he's only gonna have my pillow? He did have my pillow, of course, that he only was gonna have my pillow and that's it. I never thought they'd have brands like that. My yeah, pillow and like, you know, some some place you know? like get gold and, and keep it in your bunker. Oh no, you know, it's hor- I mean, shit. just just but, for just for fun. Let me just I'll pull up really quick. Although I'm going to do the other shows on it, but just to show you the other ones, um, Laura Ingram, one a day vitamins. Laura Ingram, Nutrisystem, of course. Di- Laura Ingram, Discovery Plus. That's insane. That's as bad. Laura Ingram, Xfinity. Laura Ingram, oh. Bausch and Loam's Preservision, the Arids Two vitamins for macular degeneration that that's been famous for years. Bausch and Loam. That's yep. pretty bad. Um, DC lottery, the fucking, the fucking I mean, that's DC. To me. the, when you were that DC, what was it before the car show? Like, yeah, but, the, but this is the DC government. I know. Well, that's even worse. Yes. But anything taking place in a city that was 90 yeah. something percent democratic, yeah. largely African-American yeah. still, I mean, uh, Toyota. It's amazing to me. Toyota. Yeah. And actually, and this is the one I'm going to have a lot of fun with the um, ADT home alarms. The, the, the commercial they do with the Property Brothers, the cross-branding they do with the two guys who do the home show on HGTV, who are these very mm-hmm. nice Canadian guys. One of them is dating Zoe Deschanel, by the way, which I think is fabulous because we love her. Um, but these guys are like really good, wholesome Canadian guys is their brand. Hey, and Want to buy the Terry Army? Sorry. Well, and they're, they're – you know, they are the ad. So I grabbed the screenshot of them standing there with the Ingram angle below them. They, they – I mean their brand should not be on this. Real quick, Hannity – the ones that surprised me on Hannity, Discovery Plus, Xfinity, BMW. What a surprise. DC Lottery again on Hannity, NBC. Uh, and I mean what it. somebody should do is, is make parody ads with some of these brands. I mean – interspersed like you know but but also really you could easily just make an ad and and during their ad take their ad and during their ad cut in footage of of tucker carlson or whoever saying like you know we should using that i thought i mean it takes a lot of work and i get it you know like if somebody's paying you to do it you know we all have jobs and shit but i mean like i wish somebody who some of the people that have money would do that shit no i thought about that about just like yeah no they're this is bad. In any case, I'm maybe you try... should go to our friends over in Midasville because they make ads like that. Yeah, no, true. I mean, I can I can do it. I just got to figure out like I, what I wanted to try to do too was every day to kind of just check in because it's pretty easy. I, I record it. And I can just flip through, just to flip through and like keep updating this thread with you know Friday, January twenty eighth. Here are the ones. You know what I mean? That kind right. of stuff. Just to show people it's the same fucking brands. And it and it keeps anyway. We'll see. But oh, these fuckers. Okay. So the happy news, or funny news, I should say. So, um, uh, oh yeah, Kid Rock, who I've never understood who he is. I guess he sings or something. He's sort of like it's like country, I think. But he, I mean, I've heard some of his songs, and I've, he's I've, he's always struck me as just yeah, just I don't a get scummy. it. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, again, like there's people that I'm sure who's like I said that the other day. I think when people were like boycott. 
Kid Rock. And I'm like, I've always thought his music was trash. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know his politics. I just thought yeah. he, he's, he seems like a scumbag to me. Yeah, so. he's scummy. So Fox News tweets yesterday, we the people, Tucker Carlson originals will, and this is, I guess, Tucker's, uh, the cable thing you have to pay for on, or whatever it is. It's that like, Fox it's like CNN. Thing. It's, that it's like CNN. Thing. Well, it's like CNN Plus. You got to pay extra for it, whatever. Yeah, that's the thing I was talking about before. They, they have even worse stuff on there because they feel like they can get well, away with honestly, it. Honestly, even CNN, though, I just love how it's like the fucking airlines. They finally figured out that you could charge people for stuff like charging you for, you know, the seats and all this kind of crap, you know, not giving you blankets. And when they were from when they were charging for blankets, they just finally figured all of that out. And these guys too, like, Hey, first cable was supposed to be like, you know, no commercials because you're paying for it. Then it was commercials. And now, now you're paying 300 a month for your fucking cable and places like CNN and everybody are making you pay extra for that. And discovery plus you got to pay extra. And Star Trek, you got to pay extra. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so Tucker yeah, Carlson. Seems they figured it out, John. Yes. Tucker Carlson Originals will follow Kid Rock on the road as he takes a stand against cancel culture on his bad reputation tour. The next day, the Muskegon Chronicle tweets, Kid Rock threatens to cancel any concert on his tour if there's COVID-19 protocols. <laughs> it's, his, it's his cancel culture tour. Right. And, and he's canceling. And he's canceling. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious when you, you you see that stuff. And of course, all this cancel culture shit, like there, there are school boards who are trying to get rid of books, you know, that uh, about the Holocaust and about and, and about slavery. And, you know, because poor, fragile white people can't learn about right. these things that have happened, which right. we all learned about. And I could separate that it was evil. It was wrong. It was fucked up and not be like every white person who's ever existed is now evil. Um but you know they they they're the ones who hate cancel culture, except for if it's yeah. if it's really good books from the last century. They're then, canceling. Then they're, all, they're all for canceling those. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's you know they're they're parody as they often are. The problem is is that they they've created this this whole separate world where they can just send shit to their people and say stuff and like it's you know people have no idea the bullshit right. that they're being fed. Right. Yep. So that's it. Da, 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 da. Yay. At least you get expose them as hypocrites. So um there you go. I got nothing else. I've got lots of cooking to do. Gotta make some mustard chicken. That's probably oh, tomorrow. Shit. This was a long did we start? This, we did go long one. We didn't know we were gonna go long today, but we did. How long have we been going? An hour and probably a half. An hour and a half. Yeah, I think an hour and a half. Longer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Five hours. <laughs> All right. Not quite that long. Uh enjoy the weekend. Don't get yeah, cycling. I'm very jealous, actually. Boston, one to three feet of snow. It's fun being through storms like that. It really is. I mean, not when you're driving. Maybe we're not with kids, but as a kid, I loved it in Chicago. Oh, my God. As a kid, I loved it. Yeah. You know? I mean, as long as you can, like, you know, you have the, the, the necessary items in your house. Yeah. Then it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly. totally fun. French toast. Right. That's right. French toast <laughs> is necessary. All right, guys. I'm going to sign off. All right. Um. Yeah, we'll see you next week, as always. Enjoy yeah. the weekend. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, remember, tell your friends to subscribe. Oh, subscribe. Yeah. Hello. Like. Hello. Patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast with an S. Unprecedented podcast. Dear Lord, we keep forgetting to do that. Well, Thank we, you. We, we, we did it this time. So we did there this you time go. At the end. All right. Bye, guys.